as as we look at the title of how to grow a brand on social media and and, and have that engagement, the focus of we have to understand that people come first when it comes to our brand, right? We have to be a people first brand. Though revenue is important, absolutely. Our products, our services are important, absolutely. Our brand design, shout out to Marshall, is very important. The, the aesthetics, very important. Not negating or downplaying any of it, but it will not mean anything if the people do not rock with it. If they feel that you are coming with who you are first and your goals and your desires and your mission rather than theirs. So when we start think about, and we've, we've spoken a few times about the importance of understanding our target audience, it's very important when we're starting to talk about engagement and some of the things to raise that up so our brand awareness could be out there more, we have to be very laser focused on who our target audience is. And it really can't be the, well, 18 to 65 plus. It can't be my message is for everybody. My brand is for everybody. It, it, it has to be super targeted if we're trying to get conversations, right? Our, our, we as human beings don't talk to everybody, right? Even the most peopleless people in the world don't necessarily talk to every single person. But with that understanding that we don't speak to everybody, we have to narrow down who do we speak to? Who do we uh, smile to? Who do we laugh to? Who do we get frustrated with? Who do we, like, and let's not front with some of our audience we get very frustrated with them, right? We laugh at them. We have the best times with them. We have the deepest conversation with them. Why? Because we are creating connections. And though we think, yo, if we post some type of content out, it's going to, uh, is, is going to create engagement. I was talking to, uh, I, I won't mention their name, but a, a, an individual and they were like, yo, so I feel like that I'm getting the same amount of people to come back every single day for my post. But they're not saying anything, but I'm seeing the numbers, the likes, the views, and sometimes a share or two come on a consistent basis. What does this mean? You have an engaging community. You have a community. Now, are you talking to them? Are you asking for their feedback? Sometimes the very first step to creating engagement is just asking them. Are we asking them questions? Are we asking for their uh, feedback? Are we asking for their opinion? Are we asking how they feel today? I think mm. one of the uh, easiest, easiest posts to do for people to engage with is, yo, drop your favorite or drop an emoji or a gif on how are you feeling today, right? And and for those people who are watching, uh, watching live or even in the replay, let's just do let's just do that. How are you feeling today? Drop an emoji, 
Um, if you could do a, 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 a GIF, I know on YouTube you can't. Facebook, I believe you can if you're watching this on Facebook. But on YouTube, drop your favorite emoji on how are you feeling today or about this week. One of those things, it makes it fun. You want to to make it a safe and fun place that people can come to when it comes to your brand. So I think the very first step we're talking about is, are you talking to your audience and are you asking them to engage with you? Yeah. You know, what's interesting is that anytime that word is thrown out, like how well do you know your audience or what's your target audience? I don't know about those who are listening, but I know in my early days, my instinct was to always say, oh, I have to research. Mm -hmm. And I thought Google would give me the answer. I never made the connection to what you just said though. It's not that, it's not Google who has the answer. It's the people who you want to serve, they have the answer. So it's exactly what you said there because, you know, there's a philosophy around, hey, how well do you know your people so much so that you would know where they are going to be on a specific day or what they're doing even at a set time? So much of the word know your target or do research sounds like a one-way conversation that you have with the internet and not a dialogue that you have with people and starting to listen for their responses and say, okay, I'm hearing the same thing over and over and over and over again. And so that probably is an indicator as to what are my people feeling or where where are they? Where are they struggling in this season or what are they struggling with in this season? So just one of those things to add to and say, hey, don't think of you get to know your target audience by, why I say like that, audience, I said that weird. You get to know your target audience by just doing research online or asking Google, you know, get out in them streets, get out in them streets. Like seriously, hit events where your people are or the people you want to serve, look for where they are and go connect with them at those events. I think those face-to-face interactions have become maybe a little bit downplayed, but they're still very, very, very powerful. You know, never uh, downplay that. Yeah, it's, it's truly, it's the embodying the culture is kind of the way to go about it from that, where you're looking at, I have to be with the people to truly understand what they need. I have to talk to them. I have to see what they like. Sometimes, yeah, we can Google it. We could chat GPT it. You know, we could do some some polls and surveys. But sometimes we do have to embody ourselves with seeing and hearing and having conversations with what exactly do they need and finding out the gaps in that way because some of us may not get the actual information that we need right away from the internet or specific information that our audience that we're seeking to serve um, because there's so much to research on the internet and so hence why a lot of people do believe oh I I just want to serve everybody praise God yeah Mm, good luck yeah Yeah. no it makes sense (laughs) it makes sense uh, what about what about from a content standpoint? Let's jump into that a little bit because I think this is where it really gets fun, you know. And you started the conversation by sometimes doing a simple survey, but I noticed that there are certain type of, or maybe different types of content 
that almost speak to the pain points that your audience has, but they don't know their feeling or they don't know their experience. You know, it's like you ever come across a piece of content that makes you say, dang, that really articulated what I feel Yeah. that I didn't know how to say. I'm so big on that. Like the things, anything that I come across that helps me to learn how to say something that I didn't know how to say, but I felt, I that's an automatic save for me. I don't share much on my stories, but you know, I, I definitely got to say like I'm a constant saver. I'm always saving screenshots and stuff like that. And I know for me, it's content that helps me to communicate something that I felt that I never had the words to describe. So I saw something today, actually, ironically enough, it said something like, I'm willing to go 50-50 with you, but I'm also willing to go 75-25, one as long as the same energy is reciprocated. And I was like, yo. That's good. Yes. You know what I'm saying? It's like, absolutely. I'll, I don't mind carrying the weight. No problem. But I just want that same energy. And, and, I, and again, just an example around the content that can almost start reading your audience's mind to a point that they're like, I didn't know I felt this. It, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a therapy moment in a sense. But um, I, I don't know if that is a part of your strategy per se, Nix, but how do you create content that you sometimes would say, I know that people need it, even if they don't know how to say it. Like I could just see the gap in a sense. So there's, there's different categories when we're, we're talking about creating content that will, you know, break down a person's pain point, right? Because when we understand who we're talking to, we understand, you know, certain trigger words, certain pain points that they, they have, and we have to show them and, and guide them through the solution and uh, to the transformation that they're gonna have. So you wanna break it down into smaller things. Uh, for example, like stories, small stories, short stories, uh, listicles, right? Uh, you know, uh, what's, what's from the old and what's in the new? Uh, what is something that you, like a, a contradiction, like you see something and you have an opposing uh, view on it, right? I disagree with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, we we have other things like uh, just straight up, like here's the problem, here's the solution. But when you break it down into these different ways of here's your he, here's your problem, but if I tell you here's the problem, you may not listen to it. So let me tell you a story about how in the beginning I wasn't very consistent and I was truly trying to figure out my own content journey, but in the process I just felt like I wasn't good enough. And so I would try to go and do carousels all the time. That wasn't working. You know, I would try to do the pre-recorded videos. I didn't like how I sounded. I didn't like how I looked, you know, but then I realized going live, that was my most natural way. Didn't have to worry about how I looked, the lighting, any of that. I just have to continue to show up. And that was some of the most uh, engaging content that I've ever created, which also showed that I had to stop overthinking, right? So speaking on the, the, the journey where I understand, okay, I know 
a lot of people's problem is perfection, is overthinking, is trying to figure out which is the same, which, which is content form is going to work for me and struggle with consistency. Boom. Then let me create a story. Let me give uh, three AI tools for those people who are starting a brand and need to create a website. Let me give three AI tools that will allow you to do this. Let me show uh, a show and tell of one of one AI tool to see if it works if you are, and see your feedback on it, right? Let me do a green screen on something that's happening right now, right? Some Something that's relevant and give my take on it, right? And so showing the problem, but then giving multiple solutions. And I, of course, I'm talking from a educational standpoint uh, because of of my niche but you can do this you know oh man I was looking at shout out to Lashana I was talking to Lashana today and uh I went on my my chubby vibe because there's this uh overseas has some of the best snacks like their options of flavors and things like that like Hence why a lot of them come. Uh, follow where I'm going with this. No, this is real. This is a real story. Yeah. This is a real story. No. So hence why there are these exotic snacks that get imported to the U.S. And there's certain stores or certain accounts that sell it, right? So one account that I follow on TikTok, they're so dope in figuring out... Uh, how to get people to order from them by making the shipping process engaging. What do I mean by that? So they'll say, yo, they'll get a comment. Hey, can you, uh, can you show order four, five, seven, right? Can you show my order four, five, seven? Absolutely. So they'll grab a box. They'll grab all the exotic, uh, snacks and they'll show it as they're packing it. Yo, I got the, the exclusive Pringles that are, uh, chicken and waffle flavor. We got the Oreos that are pistachios, and like, and they'll bring it out. One, it shows, oh, they do ship on a regular basis. Two, here are the snacks that they have. Three, I'm keeping uh, the the audience engaged from a brand awareness standpoint. But we listen to you, and you your order could be next, right? So that type of content is really intriguing and that comes from a brand that isn't educational isn't anything it sells a product right it sells uh imported uh snacks so there's a way to always create conversation and engagement regardless of what type of brand that you have yeah i got so much to say but let me first say this the story you shared is that a true story about Really? Yeah, like, make up stories? That's a lie. I, just, I don't lie. Well, no, I mean, because you said education. So I'm like, oh, this could be an ed an educational example. You know, it's a, a example purpose. But no, I'm saying like true story of like your journey around like, I, I even like that phrase, content journey. Mm -hmm. And you said how you started like, man, I didn't, I didn't like this. and like that. A live seemed to be the thing that worked the best for me. And so I just went with that. True story. Yeah. It's a very I true don't... story. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. No, because you know, my two things came to mind when you said that. Number one is you can teach so much more by doing yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Just going through the process of doing yourself, you have these very real experiences that you can pull from and it allows you to connect with people who are at the phase that you were once in because you you just know you're like I did this I don't I didn't read about it I didn't see it I didn't I didn't think it no I did it and so I know what you're probably feeling and so that's so critical the 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 part that I was going to speak to is, is and I secretly and not a secret anymore clearly because I'm saying it here 99% of my content is rooted in the flight assessment mm -hmm. because what I've learned is that human patterns or behavioral patterns, they tend to really repeat themselves and they follow certain cycles that exist in various types of personalities. And so if you can start to understand, well, what are those challenges that are naturally going to occur based on the different personalities that exist in the world? And then more specifically, how do those personalities show up in my target target audience, right? How do those traits and characteristics or challenges show up with my target audience and the goals that they're trying to achieve? Simply having that knowledge, a lot of the mental roadblocks, the mindset, the behavioral traits, those things that tend to trip people up, that's been my gateway drug in a sense, right? Because I was like, wait, why try to recreate something when I know something so well already? Probably the best like on camera, that's the, the thing that I feel most comfortable of talking about. So going back to your content journey, it just felt so natural to just stay there. Mm -hmm. Right. And so that's definitely something I wanted to add in and just really highlight from the piece that you talked about. The most engaging content that you're going to be put out is the one that you're, it's, it's like so saturated inside of you. Like if they squeeze you, it would just come out. Like if you poke Nikki, content and branding stuff will come out of her. It would just be like, you know, like content gems would just fill out. And I really believe like if you did the same thing to me, it would be flight assessment content that comes out. And so if you're in the beginning of your content journey or heck in the middle of your content journey and you're like, man, I just want more engagement, but you're having to force yourself to produce natural content. Like you're on camera trying to force yourself. You still feel like it's an act. I know somebody resonates with this because I I used to have a speaking voice. You ever, I don't know if you ever had a speaking voice, Nikki, but if this was my natural tone and then it was time for me to speak and then I would have to start, you, you know, because the speak and, 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 and I'm like, bro, just talk. Like, how do you, why do you got to talk like that? Just, just right. communicate, just talk. And so finally, when I found a space, I said, oh, this usually happens when I'm trying to cover up something that I feel is not good enough. So you add these other accessories to it, the tone and the this and the that. But when you're just naturally speaking on the piece that most feels real to you, that's the part that I feel most engaging, especially in today's social media, let's call it economy or market. Like people really can tell. I don't know how they can, but they can tell what content just it, it's like, OK, now nah, this is this is a moose content. This is a naked content versus. Okay, I know it's moose, but it, this seemed forced. Or I know this is so and so, but if this just this post felt a little forced, it didn't feel as genuine. And so, yeah, I, I definitely wanted to add those pieces in because when we think about engagement, and not to definitely downplay the importance of the tactical things, but just remember, like that piece is still at the epicenter of the whole thing. Right. No, that's. And I love how somebody said earlier, like, "Yo, I I think I could do." 
uh, storytelling. And I, I believe we've spoken on how there is a, uh, a surge of storytelling content that's coming out that people are starting to relate more. It's, it's not so much about all the information. I think we're getting to the point of there's so much information out there. Do not give me more information. Give me how you are applying this information. Give me how you are utilizing your product, utilizing your service, or anybody else is utilizing your product, your service. Tell me how this is going to fit into your life, into which I connect with that I may relate as my own life. And so, you know, the, the, it's gotten so much of, okay, here's another thing, here's another thing, here's another thing, right? And more of, okay, let me try this out. I see this, this, uh, this product, let's try it out. You, I see this, okay, let's do it. Not saying to completely disregard of telling a person what you have, what you do, that whole nine, giving them value. But we need to start figuring out how it we have it embedded in our lives. How are we the, uh, you know, a user, a product of what we, we speak on or what we show? So, yeah, I, I just yeah. wanted to touch on the storytelling part. Yeah, yeah, it's like that definition of, of, I think it's the definition of leadership where they say, you know, some people think, being a leader is having a bunch of people work for you, but true leadership is you working for the people. So it's like, right. oh, the challenge that you're having, all right, let me go find out a solution and come back and present that to you in an easy way. So you're doing a lot of the groundwork, not the other way around, right? You're not, say, sitting on your platform saying, wow, look at all these amazing followers. Look how many how many followers I have or how much likes I guess. That That's not leadership. And again, in, in the online education space or even the personal brand space, a lot of people, you know, would consider themselves thought leaders, you know, just know it's like, oh, okay, because that word leader is in there, still work for the people. There's a responsibility to do that. So yeah, that's a, that's a good point. I agree. I agree. Well, what about some of the tactical stuff now? Um, you know, like I always see you always engaging in the comments. Um, using up all the real estate in in your captions, right? Like almost a phone phone question. How how long does it take for you to post a like post to post? I know like creating the content is usually it's almost like muscle memory for you. Maybe some may take longer than others, depending on how much production goes into it. But when you have something ready, how much work can you t can you talk about like the steps that go into it so that um, you're posting the peak like the posting the content with engagement in mind sorry that's a long question but no no you, you're good so shout out to the the speak to to text situation that we have on our phones because if i had to type all this i'd i'd be struggling i ain't gonna lie i ain't gonna lie to you sometimes i type it and it takes a minute but shout out to the to the speak to text situation so when i have something to post what I do from a caption standpoint, I always think about what is it and is there any uh, backstory or added tips I can give, right? 
So uh, I'll talk on that real quick. Then I'll think about what the call to action is, right? So recently it has been getting people on my email list for Content Corner, right? And when you're on Content Corner, you get notifications when Nikki and Moose goes live. So it's very dope, right? But um, so I'm doing a call to action in there. Then I'm also asking people a question, right? It'll always be trying to get people's feedback off of what I posted. What did you think about it? Uh, how do you feel about this? You know, will you use this? I'm always asking a question to create engagement as well as, um, you know, I have a uh, branded hashtag, you know, so nine out of 10 times, you'll always see lion's behavior because that has been the, the hashtag that has always stuck with me and it's not going anywhere. So to answer your question, I would probably say uh, between like 10 minutes, 10 to 15 minutes to actually post it based off, you know, um, and of course it varies with the, the platform to where like, you know, if I'm on Instagram, then I got to make sure I got the right topics on it. If I need to tag anybody, I'm tagging somebody. If it's an original audio and I'm not using any trending sounds, what would be a title that I can give the sound that could possibly be searchable, right? Uh, if I'm on TikTok, then I'm, um, you know, writing the caption, I'm getting engaging, uh, hashtags that'll go with it I'll put it in the right playlist you know shorts I'm doing uh you know I'm doing research on what it could be the possibly the best YouTube title you know so each platform requires its own amount of time but that's kind of how I prep something <laughs>